Hello everyone, thank you for listening to today's message. My name is Pastor Dwayne Light, lead pastor at the Life Point Community Church. What you're going to hear today is a message from one of our recent services. And we believe that by listening to today's message, you're going to be blessed and encouraged from the Word of God. You're going to be strengthened, and we believe that God's going to speak to you in a very fresh, new, and real way through today's message. So thanks again for listening. Be blessed and encouraged, and we love you. God bless. We talked about our faith foundation. Week three, we talked about what it looked like to be faithful uh, because of God's faithfulness to us, our faithfulness to Him, our faithfulness to each other. And then last week, we started uh, with a, a message about finances. And you might say, what, is, what does a church have to do talking about finances? How many know that there's more scriptures in the Bible about finances than there are about heaven? Don't you understand that God un- knew in his infinite wisdom as he put this world together and, and saw our end from our beginning that there'd be a struggle with finances. In fact, just so I know who I'm talking to, if you've ever struggled with finances, just kind of wave at me. I felt the breeze. Come on. Last week, we talked about the fact that God wants you to win with money. And, and it's just true. It's true. God's got a lot to say in his word about money. And I'm just going to stop right here. Um, those of you that have been around a long time know that I've come on quite a metamorphosis about preaching about tithes and offerings. There was a time when I really shied away from it because I didn't want to be that guy that talked about money every Sunday. I didn't want to be that guy that beat people up about their tithes and beat people up about their offering. But I got to tell you, God really convicted me about that. Because I got to tell you that this, these principles that we're going to talk about today that we talked about last week, if you missed last week, you can get online and you can listen to what we talked about last week. But these principles in God's word have transformed my family. And how selfish would I be to shy away from telling you what God has revealed to us, not only through his word, but in practice in our own family. So I, I need to tell you that part of today is not going to be easy to hear. Um, you, you may want to push back on some of it. And you have your right to your own opinion, regardless of how wrong you are. Was that mean? Was that mean? I was just kidding. Actually, I wasn't kidding. <clears throat> but one of the things we said last week was uh, we needed to learn to expect the unexpected, right? Any, has there ever been a time when something unexpected has happened financially in your world? Either in, in a negative sense Like, you know, a washing machine blows up when you don't have the money to have it repaired or or replaced. Or, you know, the engine in your car goes bad. That's an unexpected deal. How many have ever experienced the opposite? That God blessed you financially completely unexpectedly. Anybody? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just so I know. Completely. Hmm. So maybe if we expect this unexpected, we must also expect this unexpected. What if I told you? that there was a principle in the Bible that would guard against the unexpected, both sides, that would help us prepare for the unexpected financial difficulties, but would also prepare our hearts for the unexpected financial blessings. What if I told you there was a principle in the Bible just like that? In fact, I'm going to read it to you. Matthew, excuse me, Malachi 3.11 says this. Your crops will be abundant. How many know what, what crops represented in the Old Testament? Your income. That's how you made your money. Your crops will be abundant. 
For I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes won't fall from the vine before they're ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all the nations will call you blessed. For your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. There's a plan. There's a path. There's a principle for your finances and for mine. And that's what we're going to talk about today. See, everything we talked about last week, getting out of debt, staying out of debt, preparing for the future, all of that stuff, it, it's, it's in your Bible. But there's a principle that ties all of that together. There's a principle that puts heaven's umbrella of blessing over your finances. And I'm just going to tell you, I've been talking about this for a long time. Don and I have been, been in, in ministry 24 years. Started when I was eight. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. And here's, here's what I know to be true. I've had people argue this principle with me. People would say, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for my family. It can't work for my family. That's Old Testament. I've had people argue with me. I've never had anyone argue with me that tried it for more than 10 minutes. So we're going to talk about tithing today. We're going to talk about tithes and offerings. And see, the part that preceded that passage of Scripture that I just read, it's in your bulletin. It'll be... On the screen behind me, it says, bring the full tenth. The, the Holman Bible says the tenth. How many understand tithe and tenth are the, are the same word? Bring the full tenth into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Look at, look at this next phrase. Test me in this way, says the Lord of hosts. See if I not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing for you without measure. Test me. Do you know that this is the only place in the entirety of Scripture, where God says, try me, test me. One, pa- one, one passage of Scripture, well, I mean, one translation of this passage says, prove me. And so what I'm going to submit to you today are some principles about the tithe and the offering. And I, want you to, I, I need you to understand. If you push back on what I'm getting ready to tell you, you're not hurting me. You're not hurting our church. Because listen to me, our church, pay very close attention to what I'm getting ready to say. Those of you that tithe and that give in your offering, and I, I thank you for it. But listen to me, you're not our provider. God's our provider. I've had people say, well, if you don't do this, we'll, just, we'll walk away and you'll lose our tithe. Don't let the door hit you. I ain't going to finish that. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? We're, we're not going to be about that. I, I'm, I'm just, I just want you to hear from my heart. You're not hurting me. You're not hurting our church. God's given you a, a tremendous vehicle of blessing for you to get involved in what the gospel of Christ is doing all across this world. And if you choose not to participate in it, that's on you. you take a note, write this down. Just because you believe in the principle of tithing doesn't mean you practice it. And here's, here's what I know. Most New Testament, most evangelical North American Christians believe in this principle. Very few practice it. 
In fact, I read a survey this morning that said more people per capita, more Christians per capita were tithing during the Great Depression of the late 20s than are today. What does that tell you? Not, not, I'm not talking about people outside the church. I'm talking about Christian people. More Christians were tithing in 1929 in the stock market crash where people were jumping out of buildings than in 2016, 2017. Somebody asked me, why doesn't the New Testament talk about tithing? Well, it does. You just hadn't read it enough. In fact, I have a theory as to why the New Testament doesn't talk about tithing as much as the Old Testament does. Would you like to hear it? Would you like to hear it? Here's my theory, and I think it's a pretty good one. Because if, if we were to behave like New Testament first century Christians, and we would begin to tithe, our, de- our, our, our giving would decrease. You understand what I'm saying? Because they didn't give a tenth. They gave everything. They gave everything. For, so for Paul to say, hey, you need to tithe, he would be saying, you need to cut back on what you're giving. But how many know those, those tales have turned in 2,000 years? Wouldn't it be awesome if pastors, if, the, if we never had to preach a message about tithing? I, I want you to listen to me. Will you dream with me just a minute? Can I tell you that in, in, just, in just the United States of America, if the body of Christ would follow these principles, do you know we'd, we wouldn't have to worry about health care? We wouldn't have to worry uh, about feeding the orphans. We wouldn't have to worry about taking care of widows. We wouldn't have to worry about the homeless. We wouldn't have to worry about the sick and the infirm. We wouldn't have to worry about this stuff because the body of Christ would have stepped up and done its part on the planet. We'd never have to take another offering. If. So... Somebody said, is, is tithing, write this down if you want to, is tithing a commandment or is it a principle? I want you to hear me and hear me well. Don't cheapen this by calling it a commandment. Because this is something God has instituted in our lives. And when we follow his plan, we just read it, you can't measure his blessing. It's a principle. It's a foundational, foundational, uh, fundamental truth that's begun since Abraham. If, you, if we'll offer God our first fruits, he blesses it. I'm going to say one more thing, and then some other people are going to talk to you. See, your attitude matters. Scripture says it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Remember this, the person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And the person who gives generously will also reap generously. Each person should do as he decided in his mind. How many of you ever give something that didn't make sense in your mind? How many of you have ever given sacrificially and didn't make sense in your brain? You couldn't make it work on an Excel spreadsheet. He has decided in his heart not reluctantly or out of necessity for god loves a cheerful giver and god is able to make every grace overflow to you listen so that in every way always having everything you need 
you may excel in every good work. God's principles work. But your attitude matters. Have you ever done something for somebody? You ever given a gift of, you know, of anything? Maybe it's, a, maybe it's money to the church and you thought, man, I sure could be doing a whole lot of other stuff with this and I really am going to whine and gripe a little while before I drop this, you know, into the offering bag or before I give this away. Anybody ever done that? Just me. That's good to know. Anybody ever done that? Please, one person, raise your hand. Thank you, Daniel. I give him money every time, you know, he agrees with me when nobody else is. Happened to me this morning. I walked up. In in my closet, I have these little shelves that I keep stuff on. And and I've been, I had this money set aside for a particular thing. And I walked in there to get my shoes. And I saw it. And it was like the Lord was laughing at me. He said, you're going to talk about sacrificial giving today, aren't you? And I said, yes. He went, maybe you should pony up. He said, pony. <laughs> and here's what I did. I, I argued for a minute. Anybody ever argue with God when he tells you? Yeah. How, did that, has that ever worked well for anybody? I just want to know because I always lose. Uh, for just a minute. And then I remembered of the times when God has laid those types of gifts on our heart. There's never been one time. Now, I'm not going to tell you that it's always a financial blessing because that's not for me to say. But listen, in our 31 years of marriage, there's never been a time when we, when we gave something that we weren't planning on giving that God didn't do something incredible in our life. Never. And so my own, I'm arguing with God, and then I think, how stupid are you? How stupid are you to hold back when God's obviously trying to get something through you so he can get something to you. So your attitude matters. So I would say it like this. If you've got a sorry attitude about what you give, keep it. If it, if it means that much to you that it's going to ruin your day, keep it. But I'm, you're not hurting the person you were going to give that to because if, if it's a God thing, guess what? He's going to get it to him somewhere else. Guess, guess who we're, we're hurting when we push against God's plan, when we won't decide in our heart instead of our mind what it is we're supposed to give. Guess who, if, if I would have put that back on the shelf this morning, guess who I've been hurting? I've been hurting Dwayne. Because if God's got something he wanted to do with that gift, I'm not standing in the way. We're not that powerful. We're not that big. We're, you don't have that much money. If you do... We need to talk after church immediately. <laughs> Just say. So, I, I, I'm stumbling for my words even today because I never wanted to be that guy that would say, man, from a, from a selfish heart because I, I, I want to I do something unique here at the church. Or we need a, and we, again, you know what? We got needs every, every week. And guess what? God always meets our needs. There's, Mike can tell you, Mike handles our finances. There have been, there have been times when we thought, man, it's, it's, it's looking rough. And God always somehow 
meets our needs. He just does. He just does. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one more thing, and then I, I, I got something that I think will, will help you understand what it is I'm talking about. First thing I want to tell you is the principle of tithing means less is more. Here's how it's worked in my life, in my wife's life, in our family. And I'd like to tell you that I can make it look right on a spreadsheet. I, I'd like to tell you that I, I got this cool little, just so I know, any, any nerds here? Like, like you've got apps for everything on your phone? Please, yeah, two or three of us. Yeah, come on, nerds, unite, come on. <clears throat> I, I've got this, this app that we do our budget on that's on my phone, and I, and I watch it so carefully. I can't, what I'm going to talk to you about doesn't look right on my app. Because it's a God thing. Yeah. Tithing less is more. Here's what I know. If, if we are obedient and we give God our first fruits, there's, there's room yeah. for everything else. I'll tell you a funny story if you won't judge me. Somebody's going to have to say okay. because as, as a newly married couple, the first check we bounced was a tithe check to our local church. It, I, I ain't told you the bad part yet. The bad part, her uncle was the clerk. So he had to call and say, um, a tithe check bounced. And I went, it was Donna's fault. Which was probably a lie, but, you know. You know why that tithe check bounced? Because it was the last one we wrote. I'm telling you that God can do more with the blessed 90 than you'll ever do with the 100. How does that work, Dwayne? I don't have any stinking idea. It just works. It just works. See, I'm a Mac guy. Any Mac people here? Just one or uh, me and Beth. And, okay, I've got a couple over here. You, you know why we use a Mac? Because it just works. It just works. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know... I don't know how, I don't I don't have to reformat my iOS or my operating system every four days because my PC blew up. You know why? Because it just works. I've just offended every PC person in the room. Don't get me on Androids. It just works. Tithing just works. Those principles that we talked about last week, when they, when you wrap them up in what we're talking about today, it just works. Does that mean I'll never have a struggle? I can go to Longhorns four times. No. It just works. Doesn't mean that you get everything you want. It doesn't mean you buy a brand new car every, every year. Doesn't mean that you get to live in the house of your dreams all the time. It doesn't mean that. It might. It does mean that the Jehovah Jireh they sang about will provide for your needs. So, I asked a group of people four questions. And got their response now truthfully uh, there's there's four couples and one single person that uh, you're going to see on this video eventually i i could have included a lot more people that are connected with this church because we have some very faithful givers some very generous people but the, the first thing i asked them they're going to play a video for you in just a second was what shaped your attitude what shaped your perspective on tithing and giving what's what their answer was my perspective and attitude as far as tithing and giving in the church is that I was brought up in church and Sunday school. 
Daddy always gave the three children, he gave us each a nickel or a dime or pennies or I don't ever remember getting a quarter, okay? But I remember nickels and dimes. And we gave them in Sunday school. And also, as far as tithe goes, if either of us washed the car or we cut the grass, Daddy always paid us. Whatever he paid us, we knew we had to put 10% of whatever he gave us into a tithe envelope and we had to write our name on it. And it was because of those lessons throughout my life that I always felt like it, was a, it wasn't a choice. This was God's money that we had to put aside. And all through my life, I watched Daddy when he would sell cows, he would sell land. He always made sure that he and Mama paid tithes on that money. And I believe that's why God always took care of us as a family. Tithing values really started when, you know, I know my parents instituted when I was very young that my $5 allowance was started with giving 50 cents and offering in kids' church or in tithe in kids' church. It, you know, it started with the, the little things and being instilled in me and and it was always a it was a policy of my dad that if there was money coming to the house, it, it had to be tithed on it. It was never optional. You know, I, I thank him for that now. You know, as much as the drag it seemed to at first when, you know, I finally got a job and finally started making money and, you know, the the the, the minimum wage I was making, you know, seemed even less because I had to, I had to pay tithe. But because my dad instilled those into me, I, I now have a greater respect for now after over time seeing it become fruitful and it become something that I want to do because of how well it has turned out over time. Um, the thing that probably shaped my attitude most about tithing uh, would be my parents. Um, they kind of instilled in me when I was younger that tithing was something that we needed to do. Um, they said that it's a blessing um, and that we show worship by giving our 10% of what we make. So when I was younger, we always gave 10% of whatever it was, whether it was birthday money um, or Christmas gifts or anything like that. And now that I'm older and working, I still give that 10%. Um, so my parents were responsible for kind of instilling that in me when I was younger. If, if I'm right, and this really is God's way of blessing us financially, and blessing our, it's not just finances, blessing our life, blessing our home, what are we doing to the next generation by not teaching this? And, and listen, I can harp on it all day long, but every one of those people didn't say, I learned it in church, did they? They said, I watched my parents. Right? Yes. There you go. I also asked him this question. I said, how has tithing, how has sacrificial giving been a blessing to you or your family? Now, I'm going to tell you, you, want to, you might want to get your tissues ready when Harry Larry gets up here. So it's going to be a little bit of a tearjerker. So get them ready. 
How has tithing and giving been a blessing to you and your family? The blessings that, that we've seen and experienced since tithing and, and doing as we've been called to do, they, they've just been overwhelming. And, and it just pushes us to want to do more and, and give more. And, and, and knowing that, that we're doing what, what we're called to do, but, but also trying to do more than we're called to do. It's just it's something that we talk about a lot. And it's something humbling. It's humbling. It's something that pushes us to do more and know that we're not where we want to be financially, obviously, but knowing that we're working for it. And in doing so, we are following God's commands and God's desire for us and, and knowing that there's more to come. By us giving more, we're able to receive more. And it's just, it just pushes us every day to, to want to do more. Well, I never, I didn't grow up in church, but when I got saved and uh, and I was learned about tithing, it 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 was just a natural thing for me because God said to do it. You, God tells you to try His word and and to bring the first fruits of everything to God. And since that time, Bonnie and I. We have never missed paying a bill, putting food on our table, paying our house, car note, whatever. We may not have always had everything that we wanted, and that's for sure. But we God always gave us what we needed. He provided what we needed because we were faithful in, in our tithing and offering to Him. And as far as Him blessing our family, He also... This doesn't, it doesn't always happen, but sometimes he'll bless your, if you want to call your parents your extended family, he blessed my parents. And one incident that I know of, that I was personally involved in, a lady, at, when we were going to the Snevel Church, a lady came up to me one Sunday and gave me $10. I hope I can get through this for y'all. Gave me $10 and said, you're supposed to give this to your mama. And so we went, we went down to see him. And I gave mom, I heard that $10 that this lady gave me. And they lived in Cabbage down there in, Sna- in, in, Sna- in, in Atlanta. If anybody's familiar with the cotton mill in Cabbage town down there. And there was a little corner grocery store about two blocks down from their house where they charged stuff during the week uh, between daddy's paydays. And when I gave mom that $10, she started tearing up. And uh, she said, the man told me yesterday or the other day that, that I couldn't get anything else until I paid my bill. And all I have in my wallet is $2. And the bill was $12. So she was able to pay her bill off so they could get some more food or whatever they might have needed from that little store. And that lady, she had no idea why she was supposed to give that $10. But God knew, and he blessed my mom and daddy. I, I feel like through my faithfulness and mine and Bonnie's faithfulness to his, to his word. We've been married 27 years. We've been believers longer than that, but we've not always been tithers for 27 years. When we got married, we knew um, we, were, we were in church. We loved the Lord, but we just weren't tithing. And we were broke as a joke. We were young and married, and we had babies coming, and I was trying to stay home. 
but we we knew we needed to tithe. But that was a, a spiritual discipline at the time. We felt like it was. We also felt like it was something the Lord tells believers to do. So we we knew we kept talking about it at home. But then we would say, "How are we going to pay a mortgage? How are we going to pay our groceries? Fire groceries?" And but we kept reading in the Word where it says, "Test me, test me." So we just made a decision to just do it. We just started writing our tithe right off the top after we get paid before taxes. And um, and it was difficult in the beginning because it wasn't budgeted. But I can say since we started that, that we were never late on a mortgage payment. We never missed a meal. Never. And when I look back over the last 25 years that we've been giving the tithe and even over and above at, at times, that um, we've just been fully blessed fully blessed in many ways. Wow. Um, I, I looked at, at these folks telling these stories, and just so you know, um, this was hard for them because, you know, you don't like putting all your business out in front of everybody, but it was important for you guys to to understand that it's not just something coming from Dwayne. This really, really works. It really is a blessing to your family. If I were to go to any one of them or any one of you guys that are faithful in your tithing and giving and say, um, it's okay, you can stop. You know what, what, you know what they would do? They would, they would say, no, I'm not going to handcuff my family like that. I'm not going to take my family down a bad path. I'm not going to step outside of God's umbrella of protection and blessing by not being obedient to his word. Um, so maybe you're here and you would say, I'm on the bubble. I'm having a hard time deciding if this is really something I should do. Um, I asked them that question. I said, what would you say to someone that was continuing taking this journey? And by the way, it is a journey. You know, I've had people say, well, you know, I, I, I've been saved a long time. I just started tithing. I went one week, and then I had a bad, you know, it was bad. You know, it, it, it didn't work out well because I tithed one week. It's a journey. And it, it's part of, uh, here's a word that we don't like to use in church anymore, but it's a discipline, right? And I asked him, what would you say to someone that was considering, uh, you know, taking this step of faith and starting to tithe and this is this was the response there are a lot of things nope, that's that, that motivate us to continue to give and i asked and them i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry stop 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 i i'm, I'm i made a mistake i got ahead of myself this was the question what what motivates you to continue I, we know why you started but why are you what motivates you to continue okay now we go sorry guys to tithe obviously it's in the Bible and it's in God's word to, to tithe but after we've done it and, and worked it into our budget and realized that even with the, the numbers not looking like they're going to add up and putting our budget together and making sure our tithing and giving is first our budget always seems to work and tithing tithing is something to me that is essential um, and 
it kind of bears this mentality that it's not just the 10% that I'm giving, but it's the 100% that God has given me that I'm honoring starting with the first 10%. Um, I think tithing is null and void if we give the 10% to God and then completely dishonor Him with the other 90. And as a newly married couple, we don't make a lot of money. We don't have a lot of money. But it's really cool to see God bless the little that we do have when we honor Him by giving Him the first fruits of, of what we get. And a little can go a long way. You know, tithing to me, what I say personally, you know, I've never seen the, the the mythical million dollar check in the mail, but I've seen where I thought, you know, where where does this line fit with this line of the budget? And then suddenly it, it comes together and, you know, you're sort of given this biblical wisdom of how to use the, the 90% that's remaining and it goes where it's supposed to go. And just seeing the effectiveness of it working and seeing personally it take place in my life and in our life and just seeing such a positive outcome you know if nobody if if everybody else decided to stop i i would keep going just because it's proven itself to be so valuable to me um and the thing that really motivates me to keep tithing is first of all like i mentioned in the first question um my parents instilled in me when I was younger that it was important to tithe and that's that's held over for me. I've, I've kept those values. Um, I also feel like it's really been a blessing to me and that I've gained from tithe. I've been blessed by being faithful um, in my tithes. I feel like if, if I hadn't have been tithing at times, maybe I wouldn't be blessed in the way that I have been um, with, with the rest of the money that I make. So I definitely will continue tithing and living a lifestyle tithe because it works. Did you hear what Ezekiel said? Because it works. You know why he said that? Because it works. And, and, and I hope you've noticed by now, but we, we've got people on that screen from every generation. And it works. It simply works. And so... If you're here and you're on that bubble, man, I'm going to tell you, um, let me throw this out at you. 28% of people who tithe regularly are debt-free. So I hear this, well, we'll tithe when we're debt-free. How about tithe so you can be debt-free? So then I said, what would you say to someone who was considering taking a step of faith and starting to tithe? So now, now listen. If anyone is considering to, beginning to tithe and they haven't done it in the past, I would say to you that it's time to start. And the best thing to do is when you get your paycheck, you take out your 10% and you go ahead and pay your tithes and then you worry about paying the rest of your bills and expenses because it's the right thing to do and because God told us to and that's why we tithe. Yeah, definitely. There's, uh, there, God said that He wants the first, first fruits 
of the harvest, which is which means that he gets the first ten percent. That is your that is your tithe, which is which is different than an offering. The tithe is um, is the first ten percent of uh, of whatever you get. You give it back, and the tithe belongs in the local church, whatever church you happen to be attending at that time. An offering is something above and beyond the tithe. And it, it really doesn't necessarily have to be given to the local church. You can give that to some organization that you believe in or something like that, if you wish. But the tithe, that's that's God's that belongs in the church. In the local church where you're attending, where you're, you're using the resources, that's where the tithe belongs. And there's, there is never a time when it's, when it's wrong to tithe, no matter what situation you're in, uh, no matter what is going on in your life, there's never a time when you should stop tithing. Um, it does several things for you. Number one, it, it's easy to get wrapped up in the, the whatever situation that you're going through. And by tithing, it helps keep your focus on your relationship which got with God, which is really the important part of it anyway. It helps keep God in his proper, proper place in your life. It helps you keep everything in perspective. The, yeah, I'm going through some tough times right now, but you know what? I'm still with God. God's still with me. It'll be okay. So, if you're thinking about starting tithing, do it. There's never a wrong time to start tithing. The only thing that I know to say is that in Malachi 3, 8 through 12, it says, try God. Try God. And see if He won't pour out a blessing that you can't contain. And in my mind, in Larry and my 44 year of marriage, we've had so many blessings that we can't contain. That God has blessed us in ways, whether it's been financial, whether it's been food, whether it's been our daughter who God gave to us. I will always believe that our faithfulness to God never measures up to God's faithfulness to us. Paul, all we have left to say to you is just try God and see if He won't bless you. Um, If you're considering tithing, if you haven't done it before, um, I definitely would recommend it. It's, It's made a difference for me. Uh, I feel like I've I've been blessed a lot more as a result of tithing in a way that I wouldn't have been blessed if I had never started tithing. Um, it, it may seem like a like a risk to tithe, especially if if money's tight. Um, but I feel like you'll be blessed as a result of of giving that ten percent, stepping out in faith, and being faithful um, to what the Bible says and what God says. And, um, it's the only thing in the Bible, only time in the Bible where God says test me on this and it all boils down to obedience um, a story that I think about is early in our marriage um, <clears throat> we were in church one Sunday morning and I felt the need at that time I thought it was a need but it was God talking to me impressing me to give an offering a certain amount <clears throat> and it was way above anything that we could ever afford at the time but I looked over at Kelly and I told her I said we got to do this give this amount of money 
and <clears throat> she looks at me like, you're crazy, but okay, we'll do it. Well, that afternoon, God blessed us tenfold what we gave that morning. So that was a perfect example to me where God says, test me. And I did. And he, and he was true to his word. So to anyone that is thinking about tithing, um, thinking about giving that sacrificial gift, do it. Because God will bless your efforts and God will bless your obedience. Say, give it a chance. Give tithing a chance and let God prove Himself to you and that He is your provider, that He wants to be your provider, that He'll take whatever little you have and He will multiply it to meet every single one of your needs and He's not going to fail you. So there you are. Here's what your tithe says to God. God, you're my provider. I don't, I don't trust my paycheck like I trust you. I don't trust this economy like I trust you. I don't trust my bank account like I trust you. I trust you. You're my provider. That uh, says that you're in control. See, I'm a control freak. I want to be in control of my life. I want to be in control of my family. I want, and this is one area that you can't control. It doesn't always look right. But our tie says, God, you're in control. Our tie says, God, I believe you. And I think it was, I don't remember, I think it might have been Tim that said, it's, it really is just a matter of obedience. It really is saying, God, I, I read your word. I believe you. And I'm going to respond in according to what your word tells me to do. I believe you. Again, Ty says, I trust you. And lastly, and I'm wondering if this is not where some of us may be. I know this is where I've been. Tithing says to God, I surrender. You might ask me, Dwayne, why is this a big deal? You said that you know, the, the church wasn't going to go under if I didn't make a choice not to because God's going to provide for you. I want you to listen to me. Listen, if you haven't heard anything else, listen to this. See, here's... God in His infinite wisdom understands this. That if He doesn't have your heart, He'll never get your checkbook. The only way you can go down this path is to live a life of complete surrender to Christ. Now, I want you to hear me. You guys know me by now. I, I want to talk about the gospel. I want to talk about people finding Jesus. I want to talk about people uh, whose lives have been dramatically transformed because of the cross of Christ. You'll never get here if you don't walk by Calvary. You'll never get to this point where you're willing to surrender a significant portion of your income if Christ doesn't have your heart. 
And so before we say anything else, I just want you to hear me. If he doesn't have your heart, please forget about your checkbook for a minute. If he doesn't own your heart, man, today is your day. We'll we'll worry about this other stuff later. But if he doesn't own your heart, what we're talking about today is secondary. But listen, if he's captured your heart, if there's come a point in your life when you know that Christ owns you. Remember we read it last week. The earth and all it contains and everyone in it belongs to him. You belong to him whether you acknowledge it or not. Well, God just wants my money. He wants your money. He can get it. He's God, by the way. You know what he really wants? He don't want your, he don't want your, it's not your money. You know what he wants? He wants your heart. And that's what this is about. And I can say that with conviction today. That God wants your heart. Donna's going to come and play. And I'm going to pray for you. Bow your heads with me. Lord, I give you my heart. Maybe you want to say that this morning. Maybe you want to pray a prayer and just say those very words. Lord, Jesus, I give you my heart. You know, we've we've made following Jesus and becoming a Christian so complicated. And isn't it really just coming to the place in your own life where you would say, Lord, I give you my heart. Because if you, can, if you can give him your heart, everything else will follow. If you can offer him your heart, everything else will, will fall in line behind it. See, if I can give him my heart, I can give him my finances, and I can give him my family, and I can give him my career, and I can give him my frustrations, and I can give him my struggle and my heartache and my pain. If I can give him my heart, I can give him everything. So when I pray for you, if that's you this morning, Lord, I give you my heart. That's enough. And live from this day forward in full pursuit of his love and plan and purpose for you. So Lord, I thank you for these that are here. I thank you for this this plan that you've put in front of us to bless us, to use us as a part of something that's bigger than we could ever be on our own. God, thank you that you've allowed us to be a part of sharing this gospel across this world. And even for us, if that world is Walnut Grove and Monroe and Loganville, God, help! thank you for helping us to share the gospel with a lost and dying world and community. So God, thank you for this plan and this purpose that you've given us. Lord, we collectively give you our hearts as a church. But God, there's those that this morning are saying, Lord, I give you my heart. God, I pray that you'd invade someone's life today with the power of the cross. That you'd invade someone's life with the 
reality of the gospel today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tell you what I'm going to do. Hey, you guys don't move around just yet. Stay right where you're at. Scripture says, test me. Test me and see if I won't pour out a blessing you can't contain. In your, in your bulletin or in your seat, there's this God's guarantee card. I want everyone to get that card out. On the side that's got the square life point, black and white logo down the bottom right-hand corner. The scripture that we read today, today is on the, on the top portion. And here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to issue you a challenge. And here's the challenge. And if for 90 days, you'll biblically follow this plan. If you've not done it before, and for 90 days, you biblically follow this plan. If at the end, I'll, I'll read it out loud to you. If at the end of 90 days, you feel your decision was a mistake or that created a financial crisis, or you didn't receive a blessing, we will give you your money back promptly. This is the second year we've done this. Ask me how much money we had to give back last year. You know why? Because it works. So here's your challenge. It's on the, on the reverse side. I'll begin tithing 10%. I'll continue. Or I'll set a giving goal above my tithe. What I'd love for you to do is to fill that out, drop it in the offering bag when it comes by. Now, for those of you that, that might be first-time givers at our church today, we've got a couple ways you can do that. Obviously, our offering bag is going to come by. In your bulletin, there's a QR code that you can scan with your smartphone. and It'll take you directly to our online site. So I've said all I'm going to say about money today. It's up to you now. So I would, I would encourage you to take this challenge. Not, listen, i got to say this one more time. Not because if you don't, this church is going to fold. But because I love you and I care about you and I care about your family. And I believe in these principles with everything in me or I would not be standing up here ranting and raving like I have for the last 40 minutes. It works. It works. You've seen testimonies on this screen that it works. There are plenty of other folks in the, in, connected to our church that understand that this works and it'll work for you. It, if it doesn't work for everybody, it doesn't work for anybody, and it obviously works. You've seen it on your, you've seen it on the screen today. So fill that out. Drop it in the offering bag when it comes by. Our ushers are serving you. If you've already given online this morning or this week, God bless you. Thank you so much for doing that.